Pit Crew all season long on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings. Now, live from American Family Field, here's your host, Dominic Catronio. Well, one of those days, Brewers fall. They're shut out 3 to nothing this afternoon against the Angels. They still won the series, but no sweep. The winning streak ends at 3, and they will relax on an off day tomorrow. I'm Dom Catronio. Thanks for joining us here on Brewers Extra Innings. Craig Kishan is going to join us on an abbreviated version of the program tonight. We'll be with you until the top of the hour, 5 o'clock today. When you look at the Brewers Eh, they were due for a clunker like this. They hadn't been shut out in a while as well. They had been doing a really good job in that regard. Uh, They hadn't been shut out since the first week of the season when they got shut out by the Cardinals on the second Saturday of the season and, of course, on opening day. So only their third shutout loss of the season. But the Brewers still sitting at 18-10 and and sitting pretty so far in the early goings of the season. I think 18 wins is a great foundation for this team. What do you think? 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. Without any context, without knowing how the month of April would go, would you have taken 18 wins out of 28 games to start the season for the Brewers? I think it's a resounding yes. You can tweet me. You can text me. You can call in 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talk and text line, old National Bank get old. Because I look at this team, and I know we talk about it a lot, that you know best start in franchise history a year ago. Last April was weird because of the delayed start to the season with the lockout, but they won 15 games, and you would imagine they would get to 18 wins with a full-length April as opposed to starting on April 7th. Uh, when this year they started technically in March. But one of those things that I think the Brewers will certainly take 18 wins to start their season because they didn't have 18 wins in a month once last season. They had 15 in April, 17 in May, uh, and then they would not get back up to that high until September when they had they went 15 and 13 in Craig Timber after the really tough month of August. So I, I really like the foundation that we see so far. We'll talk a little bit about what's going on against lefties with Craig Kishon when he joins us today. And uh, we'll go into some of the advanced stuff and looking ahead to what the Rockies and the Giants will be uh, challenging for the Brewers. Of course, Coors Field, and then the opposite with a pitcher's ballpark that is uh, Oracle Park. But a lot to get to in an abbreviated Brewers extra innings. But before we get into all that, I do want to say, man, Shohei Otani. Holy cow. That was a moonshot. His solo home run that he hit today in the third inning. I was legitimately worried he was going to hit like the roof or something. I mean, 156 feet high was the maximum height on that one. <laughs> That's, I mean, off the bat, I said, oh my God, here in the press box. And it just kept going. And I thought Weimer was sizing it up and it was going to be one of those that maybe use a wall scraper because he hit it so high. I can't imagine how far that would have gone if the roof was open. You know, it would have hit halfway up the scoreboard. What a swing from Shohei Otani. And I think everyone in attendance got their money's worth seeing that happen after Trout hit two homers yesterday. Shohei goes off today. Uh, and the Brewers fall by a 3 nothing final. I also want to give some credit to the fans. Uh, nearly 100,000 fans the last three days here at American Family Field. 97,000 plus Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The combined series uh, attendance here for the Angels. And I think that's a resounding approval of the balanced schedule. You bring in the superstars every other year, depending on what team they're on, right? You know, you look at the Angels now won't come back until 2025. Who knows if Otani will be on that team, but you know Trout and Rendon will be on that team, and who knows what the future would hold 
for their roster, but you can look ahead to the Mariners and Julio Rodriguez coming next season in the transcendent talent. You'll see the Yankees come here next season. You'll see the Rays and Randy Rosarena and Wander Franco come here next year. You'll see the Dodgers here every year because they're in the National League, but I'm talking about American League with the balanced schedule. I love it. I think this is exactly what it's for, and I'd love seeing the great crowd. To me, 33000 on a beautiful Sunday. Thank goodness for a roof. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was a great environment. What do you think? I think this is exactly what the balanced schedule is all about. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. This is Brewers Extra Innings brought to you by Fifth Third Bank, a local Milwaukee team. Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value that only Fifth Third can deliver Fifth Third Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Just getting rolling with the show. We're with you until 5 today. You can tweet me at Dom underscore Catronio. Or again, call or text in here on WTMJ. Brewers fall to the Angels, 3-0. You're listening to Brewers Extra Innings, presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. Brewers fall in the finale against the Angels, 3-0. They close out the homestand. Going four and five in these nine games against the Red Sox, Tigers, and Angels. Hey, they're coming back down to earth a little bit, but that's A-OK. After the great start that they had, there is still time to figure things out. Want to get to a few text line uh, here as well. A few folks tweeting in, a few folks texting in. Before we do that, want to tell you about Hupe and Abraham. For every double play the Milwaukee Brewers turn this season, Hupe and Abraham will donate $100 to Feeding America Eastern Wisconsin. And remember... If you're injured or you're in an accident, call Hupe and Abraham. Win or it's free, guaranteed. It's the winning team, Hupe and Abraham at Hupe, H-U-P-Y dot com. A few texts that have rolled in here so far today. Garrett in Oak Creek. The wins are great. I really like the amount of runs, though. Runs win games, plain and simple, right? Only getting three hits today certainly didn't help. They didn't score many runs over this series, to say the least. Two two runs was enough in the win on Friday. They scored seven yesterday, and it was just enough against the Angels after they mounted a comeback, and today, nothing. Nine wins in the series. It happens, but hey, if this is the bottom of the barrel for the Brewers, I don't think that's a that bad of a proposition to think that they've got more in the tank, that this is maybe the worst three games that they've played in a row, and they're still right there in it for these. Uh, Doug texting in here as well. Nine runs in three games, same similar thing, and he still win two out of three. I'll take that. It could have been worse. It will be so good to get Woodruff back. The pitching hanging in there, but they need to get the big two again of Burns and Woodruff. We did get a positive update on Brandon Woodruff earlier today from uh, General Manager Matt Arnold about the fact that he is all systems go as far as slowly starting the rehab now. The goal is end of June for him to return to the Brewers, so before the end of the first half, which is certainly Great news here as well. Aaron in Illinois, tough one today. Ray did a good job, as did the bullpen. Offense did a nice job with four walks, but the two leadoff doubles and no runs. Perhaps more small ball against lefties. Still a serious win, though, nonetheless. I agree, Aaron. One of those days that I felt like maybe because Suarez's slider was just so confusing and confounding to these hitters, you try to bunt one with those two leadoff doubles you had from Brian Anderson and from Joey Weimer, and then Weimer running himself into a mistake. They had the leadoff guy on in four of the innings. 
but could not get the job done. Want to get to the phone lines as well, 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. Want to get to Brian from here in Tosa. Brian, you're live here on Brewers Extra Innings. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Uh, yeah, the inter, the schedule, with their, you know, balanced schedule, that's great. Yeah, you, We're going to have opportunities to see you know, some of the superstars that we wouldn't normally see or we'd have to go on the road with the Brewers to see. But, uh, again, our kryptonite, though, is left-handed pitching. Uh, so I know, fortunately, there's more right-handers than left-handers, but we still got to get over the hump. I, I don't I think the paper had something about it that they've still got some very bad numbers, 27th overall on some stats and a couple other things that are concerning. So. Hopefully, yeah, two out of three is great. We have a good road trip, hopefully. Keep this winning series. That's going to keep us right with the Pirates. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, thanks for the call there, Brian. I agree entirely. The left-handed pitching, it's something that continues to rear its ugly head against the Brewers. But I also kind of caution folks to overreacting about it because I've said for the last week or so that, look, the Brewers acquired players that they, they're trying new things against left-handed pitchers, right? They're trying new personnel. And so far, they haven't really performed. Now, Owen Miller cooled off today. William Contreras cooled off today. Uh, Joey Weimer getting more at-bats against lefties. He's still trying to hit through this rookie slow start that he's had here in the second half of April. But the Brewers have tried new personnel in there and hasn't worked out. But every team has its kryptonite, right? And it seems like the kryptonite, the weakness is the left-handed starter. And they're not they're far from the only team that deals with this. How about this? The Dodgers have the worst average against lefties in all of baseball. They're only hitting 170 against left-handed starters this season. Or the Yankees or the Mets, both of them have barely over the Mendoza line at 201 and 205 against left-handed starters this year. So this is not an isolated thing that the Brewers are struggling with. In fact, the Yankees, the Bronx Bombers, only have six home runs against left-handed starters this year. By comparison, the Brewers only have five, to give you an idea of the struggles that they have had against Southpaws. So it's part of a, a team's construction. It's part of what goes on during a season. I understand the concern, but this is just... Their weakness. This is the thing that they just can't seem to figure out, right? You think about the Angels, it's how do they support Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. That's their weakness. How can they get enough starting pitching to support those guys? Or you look at up and down the the league, right? Let's look at the NL Central. Are they their kryptonite is the fact that they may not have enough healthy starting pitching. You look at the Cubs, they also may not have enough bullpen. You look at the Cardinals, they don't have enough pitching, period. You look at then the Reds, they're just too young right now. Every team has something that they struggle with, and clearly it's the Brewers and left-handed starters. So it's not going to be breaking news to them struggling against lefties, but I wouldn't take too much stock into it this early in the season. A tweet coming in here as well talking about the question I posed earlier, 18 wins in the first month of the season, how you feeling about it? 18 wins to date is astounding, especially considering all of the turnover, youth movement, and injuries. Woodruff, Urias, Ashby, Mitchell, Taylor, all out. Plus, I'm probably forgetting some. That's a good tweet there uh, coming in here to appreciate that as well. And Josh texting in, no sweep today, but a nice rebound to finish the homestand the last few days. Great news on Woody, and the same for Hauser yesterday as well. Craig and Sean's going to join us in just a little bit. Brewers fall to the Angels by a 3-0 final today. We're with you to the bottom of the hour, rather the top of the hour, beg your pardon. Uh, 5 o'clock is when we'll wrap up the show here today. Brewers, Angels, series is all wrapped up here. Brewers Extra Innings. Now more Brewers Extra Innings presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. 
Welcome back. 3-0 the final today. The Angels defeat the Brewers. Shohei Otani hit a ball that went to the moon and almost didn't come back into orbit in this one as well. Uh, I do want to take a moment, though. We got some news right before the game today. Some bad news in the baseball world that uh, former St. Louis Cardinal and broadcaster and former teammate of our colleague here at WTMJ, Bob Eucher, that uh, Mike Shannon passed away earlier this morning. Uh, got a chance to listen to Bob's comments during the game, just remembering his old friend, his old teammate back in the days with the Cardinals, of course, teammates uh, in the World Series together and the legendary tuba story from 1964 World Series when Bob Eucher was shagging batting practice with a tuba from a bandstand that was out there before the game. Uh, there's a photo I tweeted that was from courtesy from Derek Gould of the uh, St. Louis Post-Dispatch, their longtime Cardinals beat writer. A great photo from a few years ago of Bob when he was still traveling signing a uh, a tuba held by Mike Shannon with Tim McCarver smiling in the background. So lost a couple of legends here in the last few months here in baseball and Rivalries aside, you know, losing uh, a man like Mike Shannon and Tim McCarver in the last few months has been tough for us in the baseball world. So my condolences and all of the Brewers' condolences go out to the Shannon family and everybody who knew Mike, whether as a player or as the longtime broadcaster he was in the latter half of his career. We will miss him dearly and uh, feel for Bob as he remembered his good friend during today's broadcast. Now it's going to take a quick moment to talk about who's hot and who's cold while we await Craig Kishon to join us here on the program here shortly. Who's Hot and Who's Cold is brought to you by Cider Heating and Cooling. Trust in your family's comfort at home with Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Cider's highly trained technicians provide a one-stop shop for all home and business comfort needs, including an emergency service line that's always live. Get peace of mind by scheduling maintenance today with Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Well, there's an easy option for who's cold, and it's the Brewers' offense against left-handed pitchers. But I want to do something a little bit different for who's hot. I mean, the bullpen was solid, but it seems like the new guys are the ones that have been providing. Yes, a run was scored against Hobie Miller today, but Tyson Miller making his Brewers' debut today, two scoreless innings. Yoel Piams got one out, only needed to throw five pitches today. Jake Cousins went through the gauntlet. An inning and a third, only a lot of walk. Good stuff from Jake. I think the Brewers' bullpen continues to impress. They don't need to strike out guys, right? But the real who's hot is Colin Ray. Nine strikeouts today and five innings of work. That's a new career high for Colin Ray. His command was on despite the two home runs hit, one by Jake Lamb and one by Shohei Otani. Sometimes you tip your cap to those, and you would hope your offense would manage to find a way to scrape a couple of runs across because you don't generally lose on solo homers. And, well... That was the case here today as the Brewers fall to the Angels by a 3-0 final. The Angels had Jose Suarez get back on track today after we talked a lot during Brewers' warm-up about his tough numbers to this point in the season, and he really got things going in the right direction today. Five innings, two hits, no runs, three walks, and six strikeouts for the Angels starter in this one. We uh, have the Brewers... Getting ready to go on the road, the Colorado Rockies and the San Francisco Giants awaiting. As we get ready to preview that series, talk a little bit about today. I want to welcome in my co-host, Craig Sean. Now, your television duties are over, my friend. And Craig, this is a, a game that there's not much to break down. Just say, chalk it up to the lefties, you know, pitching well. And 
Colin Ray didn't pitch bad. Just one guy pitched better, and the offense couldn't have an answer. I don't really have another answer for the way to chalk this one up. Yeah, well, you're right. This is just one of those games. Colin Ray pitched, I thought, really well. It kind of uh, a, a little bit tarnished with that second inning and then the third inning home runs with two out. You're going, oh, man, especially uh, ambush first pitch like that. Uh, Jake Lamb got that, obviously, in the second and then Otani in the third. But you know what? There were a lot of fans that came all weekend to see this guy hit, Otani I'm talking about. And, man, did he deliver today. I don't know how much you, uh, you know, spoken at all about that towering home run he hit, but uh, – that was a thing of beauty and uh, some important um, numbers on the major league end as well for the uh, the moonshot carry on that one. But he, he came and uh, did his thing. And uh, I think Suarez, you know, for the Angels, you think about what he did in his last outing, giving up a franchise time, five home, five home runs to the Oakland A's uh, in that game. And you're thinking, you want even half of that, a little bit of that, but uh, wasn't the case here today for the Brewer offense. One thing that talking to the Angels broadcasters about it, talking to longtime Brewers, former broadcaster Matt Vazgerjian about it, he was saying that some folks around the Angels organization feared that Suarez was tipping his pitches early in the season, so they made an adjustment to his setup when he was uh, getting ready to deliver, and maybe today was the first day that he wasn't tipping his pitches, or a.k.a. showing a, a mechanical flaw or a tweak or something that tipped off to the hitter, like, hey, he moves his elbow like this, or he moves his hand like this when he's going to throw a slider, and he may have solved that today, and it's something the Brewers may have been looking out for, who knows, but it's one of those days that if you keep stacking up series wins... And you can live without getting the gravy, right? The steak's still going to taste really good. It's a good medium-rare steak winning the series. The gravy would have been nice, but you can survive without it, without getting a sweep. Yeah, I, I, I still say this time of year, you know, Dom, and you and I have talked about this enough. It would be nice to have a, a long winning streak, uh, but I, I think sometimes when you're in the position the Brewers are in here right now, they're still trying to incorporate some young players. They're still trying to incorporate some guys who are first-year with this team and they're still trying to overcome some injuries here right now. So I'll take the series wins. Um, I think anybody in baseball would take the series wins because the bottom line is entering this game today, they had the third best record in baseball uh, as, as we end the first month of the season. So, you know, it, it says a little bit about where this team could go here if they keep playing the way they're playing and, and they get some special performances along the way and, stay healthy and get healthier as well. So um, today, a little bit of traffic on the bases against Suarez, a couple of double plays, uh, and, a, you know, a, a bad base running decision by Weimer in the eighth inning, you know, kind of halted a little bit of momentum, but not a whole lot today. Not a whole lot. So let's start looking ahead, and we're going to do a difference-making moment in the next seven, and we'll look ahead, talk about some of those injury updates and some roster outlook as well. With you for another 30 minutes here on the program, this is Brewers Extra Innings. You're listening to Brewers Extra Innings, presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. Brewers fall on this one 3-0. I'm Dom Catronio. Craig Kishan is with us as well. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. For thoughts, comments, concerns about this contest today, that is the Old National Bank talk and text line. Old National Bank, get old. Let's talk about 
The difference-making moment of the game here, Craig, and put a bow on this one. Difference-making moment is brought to you by NX Wealth Management, not driven by commission sales and not pushing financial products. You may not actually need. It's for elite, comprehensive financial planning. Customized to who you are and what you need, contact NX Wealth Management. Know the difference, nxwealth.com. Craig, I mean, there's a couple different ways that you can say that, oh, hey, it was a 3 nothing shutout. What's really the difference-making moment? Uh, my difference-making moment was when Joey Weimer ended up popping out there in the second inning for the second out. You thought if there was going to be a rally forming with the Brewers, you know, trying to avoid the shutdown inning, trailing one nothing. I thought Weimer popping out with a runner on second base during the at bat with uh, uh, Radix Les on second and Owen on first. I thought that was a big moment. I thought that was an opportunity for the Brewers to try to punch back and assert themselves in this game. Yeah, I mean that that's that's right. And it, it's still early, and uh, it's only a two nothing score at at that point as well. Uh, everything you know certainly within reach for the Brewers. Just not a whole lot of, uh, you know, keep that line moving type of innings for the Brewers here in this game. So uh, good call there, especially in a low-scoring tight game. I, I'm going to go, uh, Dom, in a kind of a completely different direction and not look at a moment of, the, of this game just because of the result. I'm going to take a look at the result, though. Um, and I know we talked about uh, Colin Ray a little bit, but I'm going to take him as just being a difference maker because – um, he's done really a pretty admirable job trying to fill the gap to where this organization needs to go next in their starting pitching without Brandon Woodruff. And with Brandon Woodruff remaining still a question mark about his health and when he's going to return later in the season, um, I, I think Colin Ray went out today, uh, mixed his pitches really well, had the nine strikeouts, and, and just gave up those two solo home runs. They'll take that in another start or another spot start. Um, Craig Council was uh, non-committal of what was going to happen next with Adrian Hauser returning as well. So um, potentially a six-man rotation. But insurance, right? Depth. Um, didn't know how this guy was going to fit in maybe a month ago, but now, right now, uh, he's serving a role. So I think his performance today continues to make the club say, hey, we, you know, we got a good option here. What are you going to do with this guy? Yeah, that leads us into a little bit of like the, the roster conversation, right? With Adrian Hauser on the way back. He's due to be activated during this road trip. We've also got, got Gus Varland on the way back. And even today, we learned that Tyrone Taylor may rejoin the team during this road trip while he's been on his rehab assignment down with AAA Nashville. So when I look ahead, I like what you're thinking there with the six man rotation. They're off tomorrow. Then they'll get consecutive Thursdays off, not this coming Thursday, but the following Thursday, the 11th and then the 18th. And then the Brewers won't have another off day for a while. They'll have to play 10 in a row from the 18th until the 29th, which will be their next Monday off day. So a six-man rotation may actually work out if you want to keep Colin Ray in the fold and keep guys fresh while Brandon Woodruff makes his way back. And when you've got Gus Varland on his way back here soon as well, Gus Varland would mean a move coming in the bullpen. Perhaps uh, an Elvis Piguero gets optioned or a Tyson Miller gets optioned. Things of that nature. But the fact that the Brewers have won 18 games, clearly not at full strength, with reinforcements on the way, May is going to be the month that's about getting back on track health-wise. And I think that's nothing but good news for the Brew crew right now. Yeah, absolutely. And and uh, the offense is obviously... Uh, improved over a year ago, but I still think it, you know, could definitely use some consistency. Some guys' roles 
uh, may change. Uh, you know, this roster may change a little bit too. Um, you know, as as other guys get healthier and 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 make a return, like you mentioned, Tyrone Taylor. Uh, you know, this team could maybe use Brian Anderson more at third base defensively, and and not so much in right field as well. If, if Taylor can return to that outfield um, to help out without Mitchell the rest of the year, so. Um, I, I think, you know, there's there's really good things to look forward to here when we hit May 1st starting tomorrow and the uh, second month of the schedule, no question. It gets real now because you're also going to face some tough opponents here in the month of May, right? The Giants are still a tough team. I don't care what anybody says about their start. Then you got the Dodgers, and the Dodgers are the Dodgers. I mean, they're still going to give you a good battle. you got two series with the Giants this month. You've also got the Red Hot Rays down at the Trop. You've also got another series head-to-head with the Cardinals. The Astros will be coming here as well. Then at the end of the month, you'll be heading to Toronto to take on the high-flying Blue Jays. The good news is you do get some tanking teams. You do, you do get the Rockies. You do get the Royals. But at the same time, it seems like the cream's about to rise coming up with some really tough series, and you can really, again, judge the Brewers, who seem to be a team that, in the last couple of years, we've seen this, Craig, that plays up to their competition. They get hyped up for the big matchups against the big market teams or the teams that are perennial contenders. I, I really like what we're about to see here this month for the Brewers. Yeah, good points, and and I think, too, you know, rising to the occasion is also something to keep your eye on because, uh, you know, in the middle of this homestand with the Tigers coming to town, you know, the Brewers dropped the first two games of that series, and you're thinking, now, oh, what's going on here? Uh, they, they did really well on the road and, you know, actually had a four and five homestand. Is that, is that bad? Is that disappointing? No. Uh, but they were probably in position to at least have a winning trip and, I mean, uh, homestand as well, and it didn't work out for them. So, um, yeah, I, I'm just looking forward to the month of May and, uh, and getting guys healthy and taking advantage of a few things and, and, the other thing this week, they'll have their second trip out west on their schedule done. So they're, I'll tell you, if they can, if they can weather those, those natural storms, I guess, just on the schedule alone, uh, you, you hope they're going to be in good shape. It will be uh, an interesting trip, to say the least. Off tomorrow, we'll have uh, Jeff Cirillo with us on Tuesday and Wednesday. You're back over the weekend. Craig Kishon here on Brewers Extra Innings. Thanks as always, my friend, and uh, enjoy the off day tomorrow. All right. Uh, uh, good w- rest of the weekend, to everybody. You too, Dom. Talk to you soon. All right. Let's uh, let's not get stuck in some snow here coming up uh, tomorrow, which is the most frustrating sentence I've ever said heading into May first. Uh, we're going to hear from Craig Council coming up next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Now more Brewers Extra Innings presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. <laughs> Coming along here, we're with you until the top of the hour. Brewers fall 3-0 today. They still won the series against the Angels, and they get ready to head west for the week, but off tomorrow. So chill out and uh, yell at the clouds for snow falling uh, tomorrow. Let's hear from the manager, though, Craig Council. After this defeat, Colin Ray had himself a solid start. Well, I mean, his, he just his changeup was good, and then his cutter was kind of left. His cutter was like back door a little bit more than than normal. Um, I'm not sure it was on purpose a lot of times, but um, did a good job of that. And obviously, we didn't. You know, there was not. We didn't get much going today at all. Um, it was a very quiet day offensively. How about Ray, he had the uh, the high pitch first inning, and obviously big strikeout stuff today. 
Yeah, I mean, I think Colin pitched well. Um, you know, they got him on a couple first pitches, um, but I, he, I thought he pitched very well today. Um, you know, that, he gave us a chance for sure. Um, you know, got through their got through the top of their order pretty nice, pretty nicely. Um, so it was a good job. We just just no offense to support him. What have you thought about the way he's kind of held down this spot in the rotation for this future? I mean, yeah, I think he's done a good job. Um, you know, we'll see kind of what happens moving forward. But, um, you know, his job was to come in and give us a chance to win. And I th- he's, he's done that um, really in, in all of his starts, really. Can you share anything on that about what happens? Because you obviously have Adrian yeah. available now. Well, well, we'll kind of see how, how it goes the next time. We were at times using a six starter. Um, so we'll, we'll just see how that works. We got, we got, you know, obviously he just pitched. And um, so there's some time for that, but uh, we'll see how it goes. So Tyson had a good two innings and pretty efficient innings too. What'd you think of? Yeah, no, Tyson gave us a chance. He came in and gave us a chance in the eighth and the ninth to get something going. Um, very, very efficiently did his job. Went through the top of their order. Um, so that you know, like I said, gave us a chance. Um, it's good to get him out there. Sort of along the lines of Ray, when you think about this first five weeks or whatever it's been, your depth has come into play big time with, with three plus really important players going down. Do you feel good three? about three? Oh. You only got three, huh? All right. <laughs> well, I'm thinking of Woodruff, Arias, and Mitchell as the main, you know, extended losses. All right. I guess there are more. <laughs> um, just the depth, how, how sort of encouraged are you? By the depth that your club's already shown to kind of yeah no our, our depth has performed well um, and it's and it's been it's been critical um, and it's it's going to continue to be critical because you know not not much you know maybe a couple guys close but um, there's there, these are going to be some lengthy absences still um, I guess the guys you mentioned are you know at least a month away still so. Um, it's going to continue to be important. Um, it's it's tested sooner than we would have liked, um, but so far we've done a good job withstanding it. Did you expect Tyrone to be in Colorado? Yeah, that's he's he's playing right now, so I expect him to be on the road trip at some point. Yeah. So the depth is, you know, been very good. I really love that answer from Council talking about the fact that y- you have. This many serious injuries early in the season, you just hope to keep it afloat. And they've done that and then some. They're 18 and 10 without their primary center fielder, without their number two starter. That would be an opening day starter on, I would say, three quarters of the rest of baseball. Uh, you also don't have your primary third baseman, second baseman utility role in Luis Urias. You also have been missing your sixth starter slash swingman in the bullpen in Adrian Hauser. Uh, you've also been at times looking for maybe some more depth options as far as maybe not having Blake Perkins as your fourth outfielder, but being able to slide Brian Anderson in the outfield as needed, not have him start in the outfield and have him be your primary third baseman. So there are a lot of ebbs and flows and ways that a season goes about in this first stanza, this first chapter of the season has gone pretty well in the Brewers' favor to this point. So I I would be very happy. I'm thrilled personally with the way things have gone, given the projections and given what folks are trying to say. And we talked about it in yesterday's show. 
I'll believe the Pirates when they start playing more consistently against tougher competition like they do coming up at the end of the first half. But the Brewers, it seems very stable. It seems like this is the kind of team they are, right? If this is the worst possible game for them, losing 3 nothing against a legit lineup and just not having the offense get going, that's not that bad compared to getting blown out or something like that. I, I like where this Brewers team is standing right now. Are they going to win 100 games? No, I don't see that happening right now. But I do still believe, I was asked all offseason, what do you see this team doing? I, I still think this team can win 90 games. Given what we've seen without the Stars, you would figure it's only going to get better when those guys like Urias, like Woodruff are set to come back this year. And even Tyrone Taylor and Adrian Hauser will give them a boost moving forward here, moving into the month of May. Uh, there weren't really highlights from this game, but we're going to talk about Shohei Otani and the ridiculousness that is him coming up next. A couple more minutes, a couple more segments left here. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Now, more Brewers Extra Innings presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. Rolling along here with the program, final 10 minutes or so here left. No normally highlights would be in this segment, but when you get shut out 3 to nothing and you only manage three hits, there aren't many highlights to talk about. But there was one moment that I do want to just talk a little bit more about in a certain player. What else is there to say about Shohei Otani? First pitch to Otani is a high fly ball, a towering shot to center. Weimer is back onto the warning track at the wall. It is gone. Shohei Otani hits his seventh of the year, and that was a majestic shot out to center field. And the Angels with a 2 nothing lead. All I can say is enjoy the ride here with Shohei Otani right now. However much longer he's going to be an Angel, who knows. He's 28 years old. He's hitting and he's pitching. Uh, by the way, just listen to this. So he's 4-0 with a 1.85 ERA. 34 innings pitched, 46 strikeouts. The walk's a little high this year. He's leading baseball also and hit batters with six. He also has five wild pitches. But the other catch, though, is he's just not allowing base runners. A 0.82 whip. 0.82. Ridiculous on the mound. And oh, by the way, he just hit his seventh homer of the season today. He's hitting nearly 300. He's got an on-base that's over 350. He's got an OPS that's right around 870. The dude's ridiculous. The dude is absolutely ridiculous. And I think we talked about earlier with the balanced schedule and how incredible this has worked out to see that the first year of the balanced schedule meant you got to see Mike Trout and Shohei Otani here at American Family Field. And the oohs and ahs after that swing and after that moonshot Man, that's exactly what it's all about. This is why you try to go see the superstars. And I know the NBA has a hard time figuring things out when it comes to the resting and the regular season and it comes to guys and the load management and things of that nature. And I'm not trying to make this an argument, well, baseball plays 162 games and they put up and they don't shut up. But it makes you appreciate what the heck Shohei Otani is doing. Like Anthony Rendon had the day off today. And nothing against Anthony Rendon. I understand. But Shohei Otani just pitched for you on getaway day on Thursday. Also hitting that game against the A's. He played all weekend long here as a designated hitter. And that's different than playing third base. But played all weekend long as a DH. He'll have the day off tomorrow. Then he'll pitch again later this week as well. It's ridiculous what he is doing. Ridiculous. Do not go numb to what Shohei Otani has been doing to this point in his career. Obviously, it's going to be chaos when the contract stuff comes about this offseason. But 
just from a baseball perspective, I cannot wait to tell my kids I got to see a Shohei Otani moonshot homer live in this world. It's uh, it's certainly a sight to behold. We're going to wrap up the show coming up right after this, looking ahead to the series and give you a, a broadcast schedule update. This is your home of the Brewers, 620 WTMJ. Two and a half minutes left in the program. A reminder, tomorrow is an off day, so the Brewers... No, no game today. They'll hop on the Big Bird and fly out to the Rockies, taking on Colorado. It'll be a couple of late nights for you. 7 o'clock first pitch, or excuse me, 7 o'clock airtime the next two nights, Tuesday and Wednesday night. And then we will have Brewers extra innings for you after Tuesday and Wednesday's games as well. It'll be a 740 first pitch from Coors Field in the Brewery Series, of course. Then you've got on... Thursday, a day game, so no Brewers extra innings after that one. Coverage will start at 135 for the 210 first pitch in the Mountain Time Zone out there against the Rockies. Then we're back on Friday after the game. Then we go back to a late night. 840 is when coverage will start for a 910 first pitch uh, out in uh, San Francisco, so... Stay up late with us. We'll have you ready. If not, we've got it on podcast form for you after the fact. Brewers All Access is the feed to subscribe to. Then on Saturday, it'll be 5 o'clock coverage start for a 6-10 first pitch. I've got Brewers warm-up over the weekend against the Giants. And then we'll wrap things up with a 3-10 first pitch on Sunday in the city by the bay. So that's a look ahead at this West Coast road trip. We'll have post-game shows for you after 5 of the six games heading out west, and you can catch them after the fact on Brewers Extra Innings. Quick peek at the scores around baseball. The losing streak is over on the south side. They went on a walk-off home run from Andrew Vaughn. The White Sox defeat the Rays by a 12-9 final in that one. The home run was hit off of Garrett Clevenger as he gets the blown save in this one for the Rays. Uh, elsewhere, the Rays, or excuse me, the Marlins defeated the Cubs four to three here in the Central. The Nationals are beating up on the Pirates seven to one, and the Reds currently hold a four three lead on the Oakland A's in the bottom of the sixth at the Coliseum. And then also, the uh, Dodgers have a five three lead on the Cardinals. That's a look around the NL Central. That'll do it for us here this evening. My thanks to. Craig Kishan and to Evan Wittalison, our producer. I'm Dom Catronio. We'll see you next time in the West Coast. Until then, keep on swinging.